The following is brought to you in part by MFC Studios. The views of the show's host and guests do not necessarily reflect those of the management, owners, or staff of this radio station. And now, it came from the radio. Again, to it came from radio, the official the Big Apple Con. This is your host, Mark Torres, speaking. I am here in the East Meadows Public Library for our 14th show in front of a live studio audience. Yeah, right. I'm here with our senior correspondent, Charlie Saladino. Hello, fun seekers. Yeah, woo, Charlie. <laughs> and I'm here with the creators of Goofy Fruit, which is um, what? How would you describe it? Just quickly. It's a comic book about goofy fruit characters. A comic book about goofy fruit characters. We have the writer and the artist, and they're both the creators. We have Max Travers. Hello. And, yeah. and Mike Grossman. Hey, everyone. Yeah, all right. So we're going to be talking to, with, and about them, which is good because they are here. But first, we have to take it away with the news. The news is brought to you in part by the fine folks of the Big Apple Con, which we are the official radio show of, celebrating over 22 years of comic bookness and stuff. For more information, go to www.bigapplecc.com. Uh, the next convention, which will be on March 9th and 10th of 2019, uh, their headliner is William Shatner, so you're fans of that, he will be there. And also the Comic Bar Con, which is essentially a comic book convention inside a local bar in Long Island, New York. And the next one will be on February 2nd. For more information on that, go to www.fatguyinc.com, do a little backslash, and look up Comic Bar Con. And I also want to mention the uh, Patreons that we have. So we're going to give a shout-out to Danny Grillo, Jared Burrell, Two Sentence Horror, Ryan McDonald's, Bree Nicholas, and Millie Portez. So uh, if you want to have your own shout-out, go to www.patreon.com. And just for a dollar, you can support our little radio show, and we can give you a shout-out every week. We also have prints, uh, stickers, uh, you can be a guest on the show, and of course uh, we have... For those of you who have a little spare change, we have for just a measly $10,000, you can be uh, have an evening with our very own Pronto Comics, Alex Perano, who's not here with us today, but he is a guest host on the show. And you get, um, what, what is it? You get to be flown in? You get to uh, go spend the day with Dominic. Dominic on, uh, go to all the comic book stores. Yeah, you know, all the, the all best comic book stores in New York. In, in New York. Then you go to the best bars. Go to the best bars. If you're over 21. 21 and over. If you're under 21, it's Chuck E. Cheese or David, David Buster's. Busters. It's your choice. Yes. And then we'll, we'll fly you in. We'll get to put you up in a hotel. And we'll right. fly you back and out. If, even if you're from New York, we'll fly you out of New York and back into New York. And we'll put you up at a hotel. So, yeah. So, you can go on to the Patreon page. You can actually see that is on there right now. Um, but now, let's take it away with the news. All right. So, um... Okay. Oh, here's a, here's, here's a sad news from the sad news department. 
John Rogers, president, president of Comic-Con International in San Diego, died this week from complications with brain cancer. Uh, John had the honor of being Comic-Con International's longest-serving president uh, when he was first elected in 1986 and continued to be re-elected every year since. His family asked that in lieu of flowers, donations be made to the American Brain Tumor Association or the American Civil Liberties Union. He was 82. Um, I make mention of this because we did an earlier show at our normal studio in Levittown today, which is uh, November 14th, and Stan Lee passed away this week, but we did a whole show about that. But I felt that this guy is just under the radar because everybody's talking about Stan Lee. This is the whole, um, what was it, uh, when Michael Jackson died and Farrah Fawcett had died, he just went right under the ground. Like, let's, let's make a little mention about uh, poor John Rogers, who was uh, the president of uh, San Diego. So. Sad uh, news out there. But moving on to happier news. Um, oh, from the There's Still More Stand to Go department. Despite, as I just mentioned, Stanley dying this week of uh, March, uh, March oof, November 14th, um, he did manage to film uh, his cameos for the upcoming animated uh, film, Into the Spideyverse, which is due out in December, Avengers Part 4, and there's rumors that he may have actually managed to um, film one more cameo before his untimely death. Um, they had mentioned, I believe it was two years ago, that they had decided to film a whole bunch of cameos just in case something like this would happen. So uh, there's chances there might be still little surprises out there for Stan. You, you guys can talk, you know. Oh, oh well, now that we know that, thank you. <laughs> yeah, you're allowed to join in on the news. Love Stanley. Stanley fan? I mean, who's yeah, not? Yeah, I, uh, I, I had the pleasure of actually meeting Stan Lee uh, when I was living in New Orleans about five years ago, and uh, he was about 91, I guess, at the time. And uh, it just struck me how radiant he still was at that age. He, uh, you know, fully there, coherently, mentally. Um, physically, he looked great. You know, he uh, he could get around without a cane or a walker, and I just thought, like, man, this guy just loves everything that he does, and it, it just emanated from him, so that was a cool experience. Did you uh, get a chance to meet him, Mike? No. <laughs> Were you, was he around in your presence in your making of your book? Um, yeah, I think that once I was at a con, and maybe he was there, and I saw through, like, the blue curtains where he was doing <laughs> autographs, like, I saw, like, between one of the cracks, and I saw Stan Lee, I was like, oh, he's a real person. So that, that was as close as I got. That was up before then, you thought he was just a comic book character. He was not a real person. Well, uh, I mean, he's an idol, you know. <laughs> hero. Hero hmm. of mine. Um, moving along, let's see, um... Ooh, okay. From the Yet Another Show I'm Not Going to See department, actor Diego Luna will reprise his role uh, from Star One, Star One, man, just not like, from Rogue One as Star you, Wars story. You made a mistake, man. As Cassian Andor for his untitled live action TV series, which will obviously take place before the events of Rogue One. Uh, Diego says, Going back to Star Wars universe is very special for me. I have so many memories of the great work we did together and the relationships I made throughout the journey. We have a fantastic adventure ahead of us, and this new exciting format will give us a chance to explore this character more deeply. You don't sound anything like him. Go ahead. Continue. Um, the series is explained as a, quote, rousing spy thriller, which will explore tales filled with espionage and daring missions to restore hope to a galaxy in a grip of a ruthless empire. Um, and it will obviously air on the Disney-only streaming service, which is going to be out next year. So, uh, as, as long as it's rousing. 
browsing because if it wasn't browsing, I wouldn't have watched it. You know. Well, you guys a fan of Rogue One? I liked Rogue One a lot. Yeah. yeah. Actually, uh, in my opinion, I thought it was the best of all the Star War- or the uh, the new Star Wars films. I liked it the best, at least, it was my personal favorite. And technically, is it a new Star Wars film? Because it's actually an old yeah, Star Wars yeah, film. Yeah, and, and in certain ways, not at all. But uh, of the Disney uh, branch of movies, I should say, I, I like Rogue One the best, in my own opinion. And having them have a TV show about this character who, spoilers, isn't going to make it at the end of the movie, doesn't that take away from some of the intrigue and espionage that's going to happen? Yes. <laughs> so will you guys watch it? Maybe. I'll give it a shot. Is the studio audience interested in uh, this show? No. <laughs> Man. All right, then. All I know is when I watch this, Man. I'll be watching this, which I won't. I'm just saying that for the show. <laughs> I'll be watching this, and I'm, I'm going to be looking at him. Yeah, he dies in Rogue One. I'm not going to, you know. You know. Man, rough crowd. All right. Um, we'll see. From, yeah. from the We Made Money 2 department... On the heels of Disney reporting that they finally broke even on the $4.2 billion they spent on the purchase of Lucasfilms, Sony has just announced that they pulled in $2 billion of their own in worldwide box office receipts. Most of the profits were due to them, which came out this year, uh, which made $700 million worldwide. Wow. Um, for those of you who don't know, Sony also produced Wholesale Hotel Transylvania Part 3, Summer Vacation, Peter Rabbit, The Equalizer, Part 2, and they also counted the money that was from the 2017 release of Jumanji, uh, Welcome to the Jungle. Uh, to put things into perspective, this marks the first time Sony has passed the $2 billion threshold this early in the year since uh, 2012. And that was due to films such as Skyfall, The Amazing Spider-Man, uh, the first, second, the second first movie, uh, Men in Black Part Three, Twenty One Jump Street, and the original Hotel Transylvania. Well, you know what's going to happen now. What's going to happen? Disney's going to buy Sony. You know, I think they're already a monopoly as it is. I don't think they could be any more of a monopoly. Yeah, you'll see. Yeah, you say that now, but you'll yeah. See. Yeah. Well, that's that's what the independent. So, is Disney going to buy you guys? Is that is that, is that what you're hinting at? I hope so. <laughs> you, you'll, uh, give, you'll give it to Disney, right? Everyone has a price. Yeah. In the perfect world, no. But all right. Yeah, maybe and, someday. <laughs> the mouse has a lot of money. It, it does. It does. Um, so, from the final final bit of news here. Thank God. From the I wondered who was going to do it department. Um, as Stanley tributes continue to roll in. None other than a New Zealand newspaper mistakenly claimed that director Spike Lee had died as opposed to Stanley. Wow. <laughs> wow. So, so, yeah, so they, they put a picture of Stanley, but they put Spike Lee died at, in the bottom. So at least this time they used the right picture that had the wrong information as opposed to what normally happens, which is they used the wrong picture and had the right information. I don't, I don't know what's worse. Um, for those of you paying attention, director Spike Lee is still very much alive at 61. Did anybody interview Spike Lee about this? <laughs> he said, he said, I'm very much alive at 61. <laughs> that, was, that was the extent of uh, Spike Lee's involvement in that. So we're going to take a quick breath of fresh air, and we'll be right back with Came From Radio. This is Xenia Seberg, who played Zev on the show Lex, and you're listening to It Came From the Radio.
Hi, you've heard my voice open and close the show. Now we want to hear your voice. If you have a business or a product, you can record a commercial here. We offer 30 and 60 second spots. For more information, contact Mark at MFC underscore studios at hotmail.com. Hey guys, want to impress everyone at your next party? Shock them all with a custom cake. Anything goes. Classic wedding cakes to wild party themes. Follow my social media for weekly videos and photos. We're a Long Island-based cake shop. Custom Cakes by Christy Incorporated. K-R-I-S-T-Y. Call or text anytime. 631-606-8166. This is Brian Downey, Stanley Tweedle from the TV series Lex, and you're listening to It Came From Radio. Hello everyone, this is Envoy Comic Distributors, the independent distributor for independent minds. We represent some of the finest small press and self-publishers out there today. To learn more about us and our publishers, search for Envoy Comic Distributors on Facebook. And shop for us online at envoy.storeenvy.com. That's E-N-V-O-Y dot S-T-O-R-E-N-V-Y dot com. Have a great day. Hi, this is Ellen Dubin, star of Lex, and you're listening to It Came From The Radio. Keep listening. Now, back to our show. And we are back. We came from the radio, the official The Big Apple Con. I hate these Jim. long breaks, damn it. <laughs> Mark Torres. We have guests here. Then we are here on. live at the yeah. East Mills Public Library in front of the live studio audience. Waiting. Live studio audience. What's going on, says an audience member, because we can hear you very clearly. You are part of a live show in front of a studio audience. Boy, it came from the radio, the official of the Big Apple Con. We have guests here, which we're going to be talking to right now, so you can listen to it. And because you were kind enough to join us, you are involved in a raffle. You might win their book at the end of the show. So, thanks for coming. Hey. So, Mike, Max, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourselves, a little bit about the book, and how you two got together. Who wants to go first? Sure, uh, I'll go first. Well, um, a little, little bit about myself. I actually am new to New York. I just moved here to well to Brooklyn um, about a month ago. I uh, I've lived in. I'm from St. Louis originally. I lived in New Orleans for a long time, New Orleans, Louisiana, and I made a short pit stop back to St. Louis before coming here. Uh, so I'm still brand spanking new to Brooklyn and New York uh, in general. I've you been here, you know, to New York uh, several times, but you will crush your soul. What's that? It will crush your soul. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. It, it's only a matter of time, I assume. Um, but uh, but yeah, you know, uh, I'm loving it so far. Uh, other than the cold so weather, far. which will soon happen and get worse. But uh, otherwise, um, I'm an illustrator. I'm a self-taught illustrator for the most part. Um, I grew up as a musician and uh, strangely uh, kind of shifted course suddenly and decided I really wanted to make comics all of a sudden. And um, I realized, oh, you have to actually have to be really good to do this stuff. So uh, from then on, probably in my early 20s, I uh, set out to become an illustrator. And, uh, and I'm, I like to think I'm starting to get okay at it, at, at uh, making comics and illustrating, and uh, much work to do and you know, going forward, but, um, but yeah, uh, every day is uh, a new opportunity to make something cool and to get better at what you do, so, um, so yeah, that's me. Um, Mike, why don't you introduce yourself? Hello, everyone. I'm Mike Grossman. Uh, I'm from New York, from Westchester originally, been living in Brooklyn for 
it's about five years. Uh, spent some time in New Orleans where I met this guy, convinced him to give up his life as a family musician and become a comic creator with me. It wasn't that hard. Um, but yeah, so I write these comics. I guess we could get into our, our uh, superhero origin story as comic creators. We actually uh, got connected through a website called Craigslist.com. Sorry. Uh, somewhat nefarious reputation. Uh, but in New Orleans, at the time, I was there for school, uh, and I just finished, and it was actually a pretty good way to find uh, a roommate. So I needed a new roommate and somewhere to live for the summer, and I was about to get kicked out of my current apartment. I literally had about like 12 hours before I was going to be out on the street. Yeah. Disclaimer, this is a really crazy story, but all true. Yeah, this, this story is almost too absurd to be true. Um, but yeah, so I was like about to be have all my stuff out on the street, and then uh, one of the, uh, the rooms I went to go see was in an uh, apartment that Max had, but he was actually out of town. So it was another third-party friend who showed me the room, and, you know, uh, they're thinking about giving it to me, but then I guess I think someone else came in. So, you know, Max called. My first conversation was Max with first him telling me I had this room, which saved, saved my life, then called me back about, you know, three hours later saying, actually, you know, a really good friend of ours is going to take it. And I was like, well, screw this guy. Never talk to him again. Uh, and then calling me back a couple hours after that, saying that guy backed out. Uh, so I had a room, and then and you said I don't want it now. So there. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, uh, in his in his head. Yeah, well, I had nothing else going on. I just pretended I did. Um, I, and I had to call up like a city taxi to move all my stuff. I didn't have a car or anything like that. Um, and then I moved in, but Max wasn't even there. So it was just me and uh, a gentleman who recently uh, immigrated from Moldova, uh, living in this five-bedroom apartment. Uh, the other tenants we did not know at all. So it was me and uh, this guy for about two weeks, uh, just uh, living together. Uh, you know, we looked at, you know, I was thinking about stealing everything, but they didn't really have anything worth taking. They had an Xbox, but it was pretty old. Yeah. But, you know, the apartment was okay. It had like a kind of soggy pool table. So I, I figured this could work, you know. And then after a couple of weeks, Max showed up and, you know, he was okay. So I said, you know what? Well, I think I'll make comics with this guy. <laughs> so, per, from my point of view, I, uh, you can't make this stuff up, by the way. Uh, that's how you know it's good. But, um, I, yeah, so I was living in a five-person house. I was going into my last year of college. Mike went to Tulane. I went to Loyola. These, these colleges are right next to each other in New Orleans. And he had just graduated. Um, the five-person house I was living in, there were two people moving out, and uh, two other people had already left for the summer. And so I'm like, well, thanks, guys. You know, I'm, I'm left to take care of this issue where I had to fill two rooms in the apartment, and rent was due in a few days. And uh, and so basically, I, I was also leaving town myself for a couple uh, couple weeks. And there was this one girl, this poor girl who was living with us, but she had she was moving out soon, but she was still there. And basically, it was just her letting all these strangers into my house to, you know, come check out the place, of course. So every day I had to call her. Her name's Alex. And I was like, hey, Alex, you know, what would you think about all these people that came into our house today? And, and she's like, well, this person seemed really sketchy. This person seemed okay. We'll see. Um, and I was like, okay, well, you know, I'm kind of writing down all the names of people that seemed okay from her perspective. So Mike was, was okay. one of those people was that was okay. And, uh, yeah, and I had two strangers living in. By the way, the sofa's gone. Yeah. <laughs> right. That's exactly it. So I was out of town. I'm just hoping, like, man, these there's two strangers living in my house, uh, basically so we can make rent this month. And uh, I hope uh, nothing, you know, everything's uh, still there where I left it in my house. 
<laughs> and uh, luckily it was. And I met Mike, uh, who was already living in my house for about a week or two. And and then, yeah, uh, we kind of realized that we had a lot of mutual interests. And um, long story short, we ended up uh, realizing we both really liked comics. And uh, we kind of just started building up some ideas of a couple stories that we were uh, looking to, to make. And, uh, and now we're business partners. So this is where Craigslist gets you guys. It doesn't yeah. get you axe murdered, it gets you a comic. Yeah, uh, I was one of the lucky ones who was not axe murdered <laughs> and in fact ended up with a, a business partner instead. So I, I kind of feel like those are the two ends of the spectrum there. Yeah, your mileage uh, may vary with Craigslist. <laughs> yeah, it won't work for everybody. So what, what, uh, what uh, instrument did you play? Uh, I played drums. I started playing drums at uh, 11 years it. old. I was going to say, this guy's a drummer. Yeah? Yes. And why okay. is that, Charlie? Because I know drummers. Sometimes you can just tell. You can tell. You can tell a guitarist from a, a bass player or a singer, I think. No, because the guy, the guy is good looking and all drummers are good looking. <laughs> all drummers. All drummers. Even the guy that has one arm in Def Leppard or whatever it is. Hey, he, he's, he plays. Yeah. <laughs> you know? um, yeah, I started playing drums and fell in love with it for the longest time. Again, it's, a, it's, just, it's just strange to kind of reflect back on it because for the longest time I, I felt like I'm definitely, you know, I definitely want to be a professional musician. Uh, I actually went to college to do uh, more music business. They, it had a unique program about music business, uh, so you could take electives about, you know, in production, as well as get business classes that were tailored to the entertainment industry. So all in all, it wasn't like a complete waste. There was actually a lot that I can apply to my life now. But um, but yeah, I, I really wanted to produce music and, and be a drummer, and then uh, I actually picked up a handful of graphic novels um, and I grew up loving cartoons and superheroes and um, a lot of you know a lot of good stuff, but a lot of pop culture related stuff. But uh, but yeah, I uh, I picked up some graphic novels that I just instantly fell in love with, and for whatever reason, I was like, you know what, I'm getting a little burnt out on music, and I, I kind of really want to explore this comics medium some more unwisely. But uh, I don't know if I would do it the, if I would make the same decision to do that again if I were to go back. But I don't regret it now because uh, I at least I can see that the progress that I've experienced between then and now has been. Uh, good enough to where I feel good about it. So uh, yeah, we were yeah. kind of idiots. Like we had an idea for a graphic novel uh, that we were working on, and we thought we'd have it finished in like six months from the time we started working on it. We were just very naive at the time. Obviously, very new to uh, to the whole medium. So we we started putting together a couple of stories and got really into that kind of world building with uh, a, a sci-fi story in particular that we'll we'll still make someday. But uh, but yeah, um, you didn't know how to draw though. I didn't know how to draw. You didn't know how to write. So <laughs> kind of knew uh, how to write, but you didn't know how to draw. No, nah, you didn't know how to write. Well, I, I had twenty-four of the twenty-six letters. That's uh, okay. Uh, yeah, well, that counts. We don't so, know why. I don't know why. So so yeah. That's anyway, good. that's uh, that's how things happen between us, and now we're just a couple dudes making comics about fruit characters. <laughs> and 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 that that's where we go for the next question. How did how did that come to play? Were you just looking at a bowl of fruit from the still life drawing? <laughs> One said, would think. I wonder what they would sound like right. if they spoke. What was it? Fruit of the Looms uh, advertisement a lot that of, popped yeah, in your head. A lot of people ask that question, and and you would think, you know, on the service, like, do you guys have some, have some sort of weird fruit fetish or something? Uh, we don't necessarily, but um, so for yourself. we mentioned, uh, yeah, this guy. Um, we mentioned a second ago that we had started out trying to do, you know, work together creatively uh, doing a couple comics stories um, we realized those were kind of way over our heads um, I couldn't really draw to the level of the 
or, or I couldn't really draw to achieve the vision that I envisioned for this particular story, as well as I think that goes for Mike to some degree. Um, but actually, um, this happened totally on a whim. Um, I was really just doing some drawing exercises one day, um, kind of sketching out some ideas, just you know, kind of letting my subconscious play itself out on the page. Uh, one of them, one of the things I drew on the page was just a banana wearing a suit, and I thought that was oh, that was kind of funny. Um, so I drew a bigger version of that, like a more refined version of it. I gave it a name, which was called Boss Banana, uh, which is one of our characters. And um, the next day, I thought, like, well, that was fun. Let me do another one. So I, I kind of, over the course of a week, for whatever reason, just made it a challenge to kind of um, draw a different uh, cartoonized version of uh, a, a piece of fruit. So I had a grapes. I had a chili pepper. Uh, the grapes became gangsta grapes. The chill, the chili pepper became chill pepper. Uh, he's a he's a weed smoking chili pepper. Uh, that's why he's chill. And uh, and then we had uh, I had a collection of these characters and um, I uh, I think I got a couple of prints made to do a local show in New Orleans uh, that I wanted to be a part of. And Mike had actually just moved back to New Orleans, and so we were living together for the second time. And uh, we decided, uh, you know what, this is really fun. People kind of gave us a pretty good reception of it. They're, you know, they responded to these illustrations that I had made with a big smile on their face, and I thought, oh, that's encouraging, and it's really fun. So, um, you know, how about we start making some short comic strips with these characters in it, uh, and kind of show maybe a world in which they live together and all of a sudden you know we kind of uh, I guess started creating more of these characters got more ideas about where to take this and then we started making other products like stickers art prints um, t-shirts and uh, some other stuff and uh, and then we scaled our way up to a whole comic book which we've had for about a year now so so yeah that's how that started it wasn't really I, I didn't just wake up one day saying I've got it you know I'm gonna make fruit comics but uh, <laughs> It was just something totally on a whim. I had no idea that this would really be my full-time thing in a way, but uh, but it is, and it's just a lot of fun. And on the surface, it seems like, oh, you know, that's cute or whatever, but I think if you take a second to check out the characters, uh, we see it being a very adult swim and Nickelodeon type of stuff. You know, we, we, uh, we're very inspired by a lot of shows, you know, 90s Nickelodeon cartoons and whatnot. Um, superheroes as well, I mentioned, but, you know, the... Beavis and Butthead kind of stuff, and um, adults, anything on Adult Swim, you know, we see it being along those same lines of humor, so it's not really just for kids, it could be for kids, we kind of like to think it's something that's for adults that kids want to check out because they think it's cool, kind of like South Park when I was a kid. Um, you know, my parents didn't want me to watch it. They knew it was a bad show, but I wanted to try and watch it anyway because I thought it was cool, so I, in, in certain ways we see it like that. I think I think the merchandising aspect is mind-boggling on this. I think I see this in 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 like toy stores everywhere. Yeah, it's and people collect and you know that's the, way, the idea. Yeah, there Long you term. go. It would be cool yeah. to have like a version yeah. of uh, Funko Pops for these characters. That's definitely something we'd like yeah. to have happen. Yeah, I'll say like a pretty good uh, history of Goofy Fruit, Max. You really Thank know you. your stuff. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I'll say like I had just moved back down to New Orleans. I was up here first. I was working in finance. I just hated my life and I had no time to write comics. So I just kind of like uh, blew that whole life up and went back to New Orleans. Um, and yeah, that was around the time that uh, Max started doing the drawings. Um, I think I had like a, a, a little bit of money saved up for our comic stuff, but it wasn't that much. 
and it was like the exact amount we needed to throw down for that first run of prints. So I was kind of like uh, spin of the wheel, like let's see what happens, um, you know. And fortunately, we were able to sell some, and that kind of gave us the motivation to keep going. But if that didn't sell, we probably just would have stopped. That would have been the end. <laughs> so since since basically you you two, the two of you together really created this. So who would be the better question, better person to ask to answer the question of world building? Who is in charge of the world building? I think that's Mike for the most part. Okay. Yeah, well, it's definitely really collaborative, but I'll throw out ideas or have things, and then obviously, you know, me and Max will always talk it over and kind of run by it. And anytime, you know, if there's ever a gap in something, Max always fills it in in the most perfect way, uh, whether if it's an idea or, or when in the actual art, that he'll put something on the page that there's no way I could have seen it myself in the writing. And then it's like, oh, yeah, I'll go with that. So it's it's definitely everything is a, a collaboration. Okay, and, so, and having, so having read The Goofy Fruit, they ha there are humans in this world as well as live sa talking fruit. You know where I'm going with this. You know where I'm going. What do the people eat? Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> yeah. what do the fruit eat? Well, they, eat well, they eat food, Mark. They eat food. What, what world are you from? <laughs> yeah, everyone eats food. Um, there are actually, you might notice uh, very subtly in a couple of these comics. So, our book, by the way, uh, for the record, um, our, our, this first comic book that we've put out, it's a collection of small stories. It's not just beginning to end one big story. Um, we, we started making these short comic strips and then those kind of scaled up into a whole book of all these little snapshots of what's going on in these characters' lives. But to answer your question, um, you'll, you'll notice in a couple of the comics, uh, actually the, our strawberry character is at the, uh, the, uh, the fruit stop, which is a convenience store. Uh, we call it the fruit stop, and uh, she's actually buying inanimate apples and uh, a, 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 you know a half gallon of milk and a stick of butter and stuff. So this this question doesn't really need to be answered because I think we we both we both kind of think that there's a lot of things about this world that we just don't need to explain, and it's more funny that way uh, because you're like, how does this even work? Oh, it doesn't matter because they're fruit characters. Well, there's, um, there's you know fruit. Uh, you know, F R O O T fruit, and then there's yes. fruit, fruit, exactly. What you eat? Okay. So you need to make a big deal of that. <laughs> <laughs> so the next, the next, the, the next world building question I have is, how do you decide which personality goes to which fruit? Because I know, because basically, from what I, from what I've read, there's certain, I would say, classes or races that are identified with certain fruits. Gangster Grey would be would be one of them. So how do you decide who does what, and how does that come out to be? I mean, there's really no like mapping of classes or races like onto this world. I guess if you consider like humans a race, then like grapes would be a race, and then pineapples would be a race. I mean, but they're all fruit. Uh, so in terms of figuring out like who is who and what is the personalities, uh, it's kind of that's like the I guess the, like the divine magic of Goofy Fruit is we just kind of figure out. Uh, what kind of character we want to do, and then who they're going to be, uh, and what and what just feels right. But like, there's all like, there's many uh, of every type of fruit in our world. Like, there's other grapes that aren't the gangster grapes. You know, there's other pineapples that aren't poised pineapple. These are just our characters that are the main characters of Goofy Fruit. So there, there's still a lot to be seen. Yeah, and you'll see more of these pop up. I mean, we're just going to continually create more characters, but you will see that we'll have multiple characters of the same type of fruit. So we don't really think necessarily, or we don't necessarily assign like racial um, qualities about our fruit. 
Um, actually, the first few characters, though, uh, were created uh, with the name in mind first, to some degree. Um, we had a naming scheme initially, and not, of our, not all of our characters follow this criteria, but um, so we have Boss Banana, you know, Gangsta Grapes. Uh, I just thought when I, I think the first time, yes, uh, very alliteration focused How to start. How very of you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's true. Uh, very true. Uh, they're, you know, they, they just sound catchy, and I thought, uh, at least for the initial characters, like, oh, that sounds cool, Gangsta Grapes, like, what would those characters look like? So uh, I kind of even had that name in mind for those characters specifically, and Rad Raspberry is another one. She's kind of a, a punk chick uh, <laughs> with, with shades, and she's an expert skateboarder. Um, but so the names, in certain for certain of these characters at least, have kind of helped create the persona of the and and the um, the appearance of these characters as well. But um, yes, there's we kind of have this uh, under undercurrent theme of that. Uh, they all might look different, but at the end of the day, they're all fruit, kind of like us humans. So, yeah, okay. getting a little deep on you here. <laughs> yeah, that's the that's the Max's soapbox for you. <laughs> sure. Oh wait, we got a question from the audience. Ooh. I'm just curious. Just curious. Have you considered doing an origin story of how this all came to be? There are origin stories currently in the works. Yes, yes, we actually have a large, our next story is going to be all about our pineapple character, um, little uh, the spoiler here, yes, yeah. he's a ninja pineapple, and it's going to be very action focused, um, <laughs> there might even be a prequel to this story, which is basically the origin story of this particular character, so <laughs> we do see there being uh, hopefully a feature length story for each character kind of in their own world, and some of these characters will show up, but we also, are, like our first book, we'll, we'll continue doing more uh, the world of Gooby Fruit, where all the characters are part of the book too. So hopefully, all of this stuff will happen someday. Yeah, oh wait, this, we got uh, another. We got another question. The, um, the, the, ninja the ninja pineapple. The origin story. The origin story. Yeah. The Kill Bill story. Is it going to be like yeah, Kill Bill? It'll be, yes. I'll tell you. I, we could talk a little bit about it because uh, the story <laughs> will be coming out, you know, shortly. Like. Uh, I guess by the time this airs, it will be even closer. Oh, that's, that's good. How, that's how time works, right? Yeah, time Yeah, line. so this is a, a martial arts action story. It takes <laughs> place, it is a prequel to uh, the Goofy Fruit right off the page. So it's, most of this story takes place in 1989. So we get to see an earlier look at the Goofy Fruit universe and Poised Pineapple. And then we'll, we'll learn some things about him. Some things will happen that may affect things in the future. Uh, and there will possibly be stories that go back even further. So it's really just a chapter uh, in the life of this mysterious fruit warrior. <laughs> sure, yeah, you have a, you had a question. Oh, we have we have another question for the audience. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how did you guys get how do you your guys, comic book first recognized and sold? How do you get your comic book first recognized and sold? Well, uh, in terms of recognized, I'm not sure if we're terribly recognized yet. True. Uh, we're still, we're, you know, we're still trying to get our name out there, uh, so we're doing things like this. And thank you for having us on your show, by the way, Mark. Um, this podcast is awesome. Yes, uh, but uh, we, so we're entirely self-published. I mean, um, we've we've done a lot of, uh, like, like we were living in New Orleans at the time. They, there's a lot of art events going on there, just all the time, pretty much. Uh, it's a really good scene uh, for artists. Um, the problem with living there is that it's also hard to make a living there. It's a small city. Uh, but um, so we started doing a lot of these local art shows down there to 
sell not only sell our merchandise but obviously to get people interested for what's coming. Um, so we were making you know art prints, T-shirts, stickers. We had that stuff to to show people uh, and bring that you know draw them in a little bit. Um, but uh, for our first comic book, uh, we actually did a Kickstarter campaign. Um, we had enough of. I guess I don't want to say a following necessarily, but there were enough people who knew about it. People um, who owed me favors, you know. Yeah, I know Mike some mysterious favors. Can um, you find those guys also on Craigslist? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, he should have. Somewhere on uh, Zanga.com. <laughs> and uh, so, uh, so we 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 did a Kickstarter campaign to basically raise funding for uh, the printing and publishing costs for our comic book, as well as a little extra to pay ourselves to do these comics for a little while. Uh, which was funded successfully, and uh, we did uh, the printing through a website called PrintNinja.com, which is amazing. Uh, it's very customizable in terms of how you want your book to to look. Um, but uh, so we're self-published, but we uh, are active in getting our book into local comic stores. Really, um, it's it can be as simple as just bringing or walking into a comic book store chatting up the the cashier or the owner of the comic book store for a few minutes and then saying like oh well i'm a local creator uh do you have any room on the shelf for my book too and they're like oh hell yeah i mean most times they're really open to taking on you know your book if they know that you're a local creator um and then at that point then you have the possibility of people seeing the book in the store and they may buy the book uh but uh that's it's really just building that up is what we're doing now is just trying to build up this whole network of comic book stores that uh not only has our book but we can also say like hey our books in all these different states around the country um and really it's you know just a process of getting it out there so speaking of getting it out there What's the website, all that social media stuff? Where can we find more about this book? The website is www.goofyfruit.com. That's G-O-O-F-Y-F-R-O-O-T, goofyfruit.com. And we're also Goofy Fruit on Instagram, on Twitter. We have a Patreon. We're uh, on Facebook. It's just Goofy Fruit everywhere. That's G-O-O-F. I spell goofy. G W O F Y F R W O T. Yeah, mixed up on these you, double you O's. Had it, you had it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a little goofy for myself. Which, for the record, we uh, we I think it would be really boring if uh, if we spelled fruit normally because people, a lot of people, even my own friends, will still text me like, "Oh, I love the new Goofy Fruit character or something," and they'll spell fruit normally, and I'm like, "What is wrong with you?" Yeah, stop. Like doing we're not that, that boring, but uh, start but, spelling uh, it. Double O in yes. your everyday it's life. The, it's the new correct way to spell fruit. We're taking it over. Charlie, oh, we have another question. We have another question in the audience? That's cool. What's your question from the audience? Let's see. So? Do you think your comic book? Oh, do you think your comic book will come into an animated series, which you could do the music for? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> well, I, yeah, yeah. might not be very good. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> when you can point. finally launch the music career again. Uh, but yes, actually, uh, we do. We would love one day to make this into an animated show. Uh, that's sort of always been a long-term vision for it in my mind. Um, I, I almost think that this could work better as an animated show than as a comic. Yeah, please do. Um, uh, so that's a little package of a couple art prints that we're giving away. You can there's actually a few more prints in that package that you can't see, but um, but uh, but yeah, uh, we definitely would love to one day make this an animated show. Maybe sooner rather than later, even start making little animated skits. 
um, from our comic strips. Um, but uh, I've also gotten into GIF animation as well. Um, and so we're, we want to start, you know, small scale sort of doing these very subtle animated GIFs just to kind of get our feet wet a little bit with that. But uh, but then, you know, obviously. Uh, to take it up to the level of being able to do voice acting and um, get full animation done, that would be the dream for sure. And we have another uh, question from the audience. This is a very active audience. How about looking into the public school system to get kids to, to like, in or even your local public library? Yeah, I'm into it. I love yeah. libraries. Yeah, making the foods into monsters. <laughs> right. Yeah, we've. Uh, okay. Yeah, that's that's been a, a a common suggestion, and we we're still kind of thinking about how this would work. But I do think there's some sort of educational aspect that could be tapped into for this stuff. Potentially. Well, the, I can answer that question for you. Sure. Oh wait, we have an uh, we have an audience member who can answer the question. I'm gonna give you guys this. We have somebody here who can wow. help them out. You guys actually. Look at that. They can help inspire other people. So we have a guy who's working. Oh, cool. Thing. See, look at that. That's awesome. Deal. This is some uh, good pro motion. This is really cool, man. Yeah. So networking is important, folks, right there. Yes, networking is important. It is very go important back to your question, comments. young lady. Networking, very important. Oh, cool. So, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So the stuff can go into yeah. school. See, look at that. I mean, Gooby Fruit as a brand could really go anywhere. Uh, it's just figuring out uh, how and in what form. So on, on the on the thing of animated, because just popped out of my head, sure. um, do you have voices in mind of each character? Do you already know what they're going to sound like? To some degree. For some of them, more than others, that's actually been something that we've been talking about in the last couple of weeks and working on and kind of making sure we have the same voice style in mind for every character. So sometimes we kind of think of what our, um, I guess, like celebrity castings be for different ones. Hmm. All right. Charlie, do you have a question or should we go to the right? I, I have oh, more Charlie got a question, yes. I have more of an observation of what I would like to see in the future for you guys. I would like to see get so popular that all of a sudden you would have to write an international book where your urban fruit goes to other countries <laughs> and deals with fruit of the regions to solve a major mystery. I'm looking forward to that right now. Okay? I wanted to bring you in as a, a co-writer on that story. Yeah. That, sounds, that sounds incredible. Executive producer. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the Fruitiverse is big. So. It is, yes, it is a vast I like that. I like that. Exactly. And I think yeah. it could go worldwide. I'm, I'm just thinking, guys. We're with you on worldwide. that. Worldwide. What about, what about uh, interplanetary? Yes. What about yes. fruits and other planets? Yes. Hint, 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 hint. All right, so what would we'll a fruit from another planet look And then in the planetary, you could create your own fruit, and there's no rules. You can't say they're exactly. not fruit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they're alien fruit. How could you prove yeah. that they're not fruit? Yeah. They're can. blue bananas. I can't. I can't. I can't. So we have stuff, as you mentioned, to give away for the raffle. So what do we have here? We have the book? Yes. Uh, we have our uh, first book, uh, which is called Ripe Off the Page. Um, this <laughs> is our collection of small stories. Uh, it involves all the characters that we've created to date for the most part. There's and a couple of new ones. I have to say. Quite oh, thank you. Thank you very Thanks, much. Um, yeah, so it's, in that respect, it might be a little choppy because stories kind of begin and end without warning. You kind of just flip the page and it's all like of a sudden a, it's, it's like a, a new. It's a comic strip. Yeah, it's, it's a series of comic strips that are definitely a little unconventional because they're more comic pages. We have, we started, so when we started making these comics, uh, we, we started one, with one page comics. Uh, I can one page of Goofy Fruit, why would they want three? Yes. Um, 
Thank you. Yeah, it's it it, it, it was definitely uh, something that was able to keep us flexible for um, at first. We envisioned uh, doing a, a short one-page comic for each character to sort of give this day-in-the-life scenario of what their lives are like. Um, you know, knowing that someday we would make a book, but we decided to just take those initial comics and throw them into the book, too. That, that was then, when we only really had six characters for a little yeah. while, so it was seemed more manageable. And then we're like, oh, we'll just, just make comics. Yeah, and so we decided to start making larger stories of three-page comics, you know, five-page comics. But uh, our next book will be a whole of page story. Comics. Yes, it's a big script. And so you said you also have prints here. Yes. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, so we have our, our comic book, and then we have a, a few, a handful of prints, art prints that we've included. Should we um, take them out? Yes, you should take we them could, out. Unless, yeah. unless it's going to be one packet for one winner, are you going to? Uh, uh, oh, we could. How, we could how, how are you going to do that? Yours, uh, that's a good question. Yours. We could yeah. have multiple winners. We, uh, we, I think we initially thought that this would be just one package for one lucky winner. However, I do have some uh, extra I would. Yes, we are always uh, generous with our stuff, so I would definitely be open to giving out one print per person. It's up to you, uh, so we got, yeah. we got a little... See how many books and we know. also have, uh, we always have lots of stickers on us, so we'll also give out stickers. All right, so we're going to gonna have... Um... I got another, I think, four <laughs> books. I mean... Four books. All right, so away. let's do four books and one we'll, packet we'll, of five. Sure, five yeah. books. Way, sure. yeah. It'll be cool. So what do you want to so do? The we'll, books first and so then we the print? Do, yeah, um, let's do the books. Yeah, so we'll do a super package and then we'll do the four books. No book for you. So just so you know, there's I think there's four prints, four different prints in this pack. We've got two little character prints. We have what we call the Goofy Fruit Flavor Chart, which is basically one print with all the characters on it and their little you know characteristics. And then we have another uh, another print uh, of Chill Pepper. So it's a little PG-13. Uh, it's a full uh, full color. 11 by 17 art print of him, um, you know, smoking a funny cigarette. So, F, you know, just just so you know. A wacky disclaimer. tobacco, wacky tobacco. Yes. It's decriminalized. <laughs> it is decriminalized. All right, so Max, you get the first pick. All right. First winner for a Goofy Fruit book is... First winner is ticket number 437231. 231. Who got 231? This got guy. This guy. <laughs> He's getting a comic right back. So he gets right. one book. Yes, there sir. There you go. The real comic. Congratulations. Oh, you have the book already. Oh. Well, yes, you may take the prints, absolutely. The prints. Oh, he wants the prints. Congratulations. And also, before you go, before you go, let me give you a couple stickers. Oh, he gets stickers, too. Look at that. He's, he's the grand prize winner. We're pulling stuff out of all sorts of pockets. <laughs> grand prize winner. He gets and stickers as well. A pineapple sticker and a chill pepper sticker. All right, cool. so now now we're going to go for the book. Sure. That's, that's all we got left. Yeah. Yes. All right, Max. There you go. The winner is... All right, our next winner is ticket number 437242. 242, 242, yeah! Nice. All right, have there yourself you a book, sir. Enjoy it, review it, and let us know what you think. All right, I guess... Uh, Mike? My turn now. Yes, let's see what we got. Can you reach in there? There you go, all right. We got... Four three seven two four zero four zero four zero. 
Oh, we got another one. Yay. Nobody, nobody's clapping for the winners. <laughs> There's no love. There's no love for the winners. You know, it, it's funny. A lot of times we have when we give away the raffles, the audience is not happy that other people are winning. I just want to let you know that, why we're not getting love from the audience. I wonder why that is. Charlie knew a guy like that from the 60s. Charlie knew a guy like nice. that from the 60s. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> you may find your, you may see yourself in a future yeah. comic. There you go. A lot of people do see themselves in certain characters, which is a strength of our uh, stuff. That's true. All right, so let's see what next one. Next, next winner book. is four three seven two three seven two three seven. Hey, yeah. congratulations! Ooh. Oh, she gets some love. She gets some love. An audience member. You like that? Yeah. You had a book. Uh, so we, we, got, we got two left. We right? Two books left. Yeah. Two books left. One more. Here we go. One more, there we go. Next book. Next is 437241. 241. Oh. Oh, you see? It's what I tell you. Nice. What I tell you. See what I tell you. Coming in. Congratulations. Thank you. Last book. Who last wants one. it? Who wants nice. it? You want to do the last one? Last one. All right, here we go. Last one. Make it a good one. Right, Make it a good one. A really good one here. Ticket number 437232. 232. Two, three, two. <laughs> All right. The lucky side of the room. It is the young lady who I did say. Have yourself a book. Thank, thank you, you very much. Congratulations. That's what I tell you. Tell your friends. Make sure you guys come down for next time. And also, for anyone that didn't win anything, we'll give out stickers to everybody at the end of the oh, show. Look at Everyone that. wins. Everybody you get something. a sticker. You get a sticker. Hey, look at that. Like the Oprah, but of stickers. <laughs> We're gonna, you're gonna jump on the table and so, give away stickers now? Yeah. <laughs> hey. Oh, we got, oh, are, are they that's, scratch and sniff that's, stickers? That's been actually, we've had a couple of people suggest that to us before, and I think that's a fantastic idea. Uh, we have yet to find a source that will allow us to do that, but the search is still ongoing for scratch and sniff goofy fruit stickers. Run the search for the right scent. They do wow. have scra scratch and sniff and I'm thinking, stamps now. I'm thinking so. car freshness too. <laughs> Oh, I oh love yes, yeah. that would be nice. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. All right, so we have you one more question. Get into an Uber. You got a little gangster grapes. You know? Yeah. Nice. We have one more question for the audience. What do you got there? Have you have you guys done do it yourself? Mm. We haven't oils actually. You can use. Sounds like something we can ask you about that after the show. And we have another young lady. What's what's your question? If slash when you do uh, scratch and sniff stick. If when you do scratch and sniff. Smell like chili peppers or like weed. Will it smell like chili <laughs> pepper or will it smell <laughs> like? I have to be a way to find out. <laughs> yeah, right, you'll just have to find out. That, but. That's a whole other thing. Maybe yeah. the pepper will smell like pepper and the the cigarette will smell like. It, yeah, it may be a unique blend of both. <laughs> I, it's, it's, I'm not even going to say smoking a banana thing because that's, 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 that's you know. Bananas fostered. That would be like cannibalism. I don't think so. Right? We don't uh, condone cannibalism of any sort. All right, no, so we don't. We, we have less than 10 minutes to go. Whew, we have less than 10 minutes to go before the end of the show. So um, we're going to go around with some final thoughts. So, Max, do you have any final thoughts you want to say about your product or what we talked about today on the show? Um, well, I just want to say again, thanks so much for having us on the on the show. This has been awesome. Yeah. I, this was a much more enthusiastic crowd than I expected. This is a really darn good uh, so, crowd. Yeah, this they is great. Uh, we appreciate so all you guys coming out as well to, to hear calls. us <laughs> random dudes talk about our stuff. But uh, but yeah, um, I mean, you know, this is a, this is a project that we see going for a long time. Um, we might not be doing only this story forever. We do want to make uh, other comic stories that we've been building actually for a long time that like we'll be making a return in the uh, in the near future. But uh, but as for Goofy Fruit, 
Um, you know, it's just so much fun that that's why we keep doing it. Um, we just uh, one thing that I've I really started thinking about was just. I really think that this stuff just needed to exist more than anything. Um, I was shocked when I was designing these characters initially that there really isn't any property that's existing out there in the in the world that is just a cohesive line of these fruit cartoon characters. I mean, with vegetables, you think Veggie Tales, and and Veggie Tales is kind of awful, but uh, but it still comes to mind, you know, right away. I like Mayor and, uh, and, uh And there's just, you know, there's a lot of artists that I've seen out there that will draw like a, you know, a cartoon fruit something, uh, but just, you know, a one-off thing. And it just seems so obvious to me that there should be this whole line of cartoon characters that are all cohesive and, and exist together. So... I, I kind of at, at some point thought, yeah, I'll be the guy that does that because someone has to, so it's fun. So I'll, I'll let's you know, let's do it. Might as well be me and Mike, and um, and we'll we'll see where it goes. Uh, but uh, as as Mike mentioned, we do have a large story coming out next, which is all about that pineapple character. Mike has actually uh, most of the script written, and it's fantastic. I am a little biased, but uh, it's pretty fantastic. It's a large, it's a huge story. Um, Going to be very action based, very fun. Lots of other ninja fruits that you'll be introduced to. Um, that we're going to be releasing digitally, actually, on a really great website called Webtoon, where a lot of uh, a lot of cartoon create or comic creators, rather, uh, it's a really great platform. What's that? Oh, the Dills on Webtoon. Oh, cool. We'll check that out. Yeah, nice. Um, and we plan to publish uh, each chapter of the story on Webtoon in the coming months. Uh, that we'll be doing. Oh, we'll start in the coming months, at least. But uh, it'll be ongoing, and really from there. You know, we'll just keep making more stories, more characters, uh, more products as well. You know, there's so much stuff out there that we want to cookie remake. cutters. Exactly. You know, it'll be like we're yogurt and space balls. You know, space balls the lunchbox, space balls the whatever. You need a goofy fruit lunchbox. Yeah. yeah so uh, there'll be, and hopefully someday we'll we'll find out, uh, we'll figure out how to make all that stuff happen too. Remember, but. the money's in the merchandising. <laughs> merchandising. That's right. That, so. that was some final uh, thought. So you have less than uh, yeah, like a minute and a half. Oh, sorry, Mike. Mike, if you have a final thought for us. No, it's nice to hear Max talk so much. So um, I'm normally a quiet guy. Yeah, really? Just, yeah. yeah, but you give, him, you give him a microphone, you know, and uh, the prima donna comes out. You know. <laughs> it's hard to pull him away from that music career. Um, yeah, I don't know. Just follow us on uh, Instagram. Is we use probably the most active. We're on other social media too, but that's kind of where you'll find out what we're doing next. Of course, if you go over to uh, thegoodfruit.com, you can jump on our email list and get extra information. But yeah, just uh, find some way to follow along, and we'll tell you everything you want to know. All right, Charlie, final thought? Yes, I do have a final thought. Uh, I just want to uh, say how actually lucky I feel to have you guys on the show because I believe that this is so innovative and such a, an amazing original idea that it's going to go far and there's going to be that you you guys are going to definitely make it and and be up there to the point where you look at us and go no I don't have time for Charlie, you. Charlie, can you tell yeah. that to our moms cuz that yes. would help out a lot. Well, yeah. you have them call me, damn it. I will tell them. You well, know, thank you but, so much for saying yeah, that. My yeah, God, yeah. I, we I, hope you're right. But, uh, I am right. Trust me, I am. Okay, right. I, I'll trust I'm you. old, I'm right. Um so uh I just love the idea. I can't wait. I mean, it's the first book I would want. I can't wait to read, you know? So anyway, and, and thank you for coming on here. And, uh, thank you for you having You guys, yeah. beautiful original idea. We don't see a lot of that. Thank so, you so much. So my yeah. final thought is this. Um, 
the idea was interesting. The book was amazing. It, it was it it expanded on more than I thought I was gonna get, so that it was a really nice surprise. Um, as I've said many times, this is why we do the show to talk about the independent guys, and you guys really have something here, and it's really entertaining. I, I would not say if I didn't like it, I would say I didn't like it. So I really did enjoy it, and much continued success. Um, so yes, yeah, so thank you very much for coming down in the East Meadows Pub, right in front of our live studio. Thanks for everybody being here. So that about does it for this week on a came that, from the radio. Does it really do it? Join us every week on our radio station. But we'll be here next month on December the 12th. What when's the next one? So the second week of December. So let me let me do my quick little thing here. That will be the 12th. Ha! I was right. 12-12. We'll be here with another another author. She'll be a guest. Um, so yes, if you miss any part of the show, go to our website www.camefromradio.com. So archives will be up in a week or so. Um, check us out on Instagram, YouTube, uh, Facebook, uh, Twitter. And uh, that's it. So Thank you once again for East Meadows Public Library. Really good shout out. Thank you for guys for coming out in the cold. Really appreciate it. And we'll see you next time. Thank you. You've been listening to It Came From The Radio with Mark Torres. The views of the show's hosts and guests did not necessarily reflect that of the management, owners, or staff of the station. We now return you to your earthly scheduled broadcast. <laughs>